Okay. It's recording. Alright. <laughs> this is your vegan friend podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, I forgot it didn't go like that. Was, this is your vegan friend podcast. Pow pow pow. Pow pow pow. Pow Is that too much? Welcome to your vegan friend podcast. This is Maricelo. And I'm Ricardo. And we're going to ask each other questions. Yeah, well, eating wings. Hot wings. Let's start with the first one, which is... The sriracha. first one is just sriracha. Yeah. That's what we had yeah, it's, in our house. It's, it's the uh, the least hot thing. Right. It's almost sweet. Right. Okay, wait. We have to. I have to ask you a question first. All right. Um, uh, how long have you been vegan and... And what do you eat? All right. Do, do we want to do the thing? Yeah. Yeah. So first, sriracha. Yep. You you have to go first. Oh. Then, yeah. All right. So what what? How long have you been vegan? And what the heck do you eat? Hmm. Say the truth. Well, I've been vegan for about three years, um, three and a half years, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I eat all sorts of stuff. I eat pizzas, burritos, I eat hamburgers, I eat, I eat veggies, I eat, yeah. I eat anything that I kind of really want to. Um, cause I mean, there, there is, there is ways to cook anything you want without using animal products. So yeah, you just eat And you're a pretty anything. good cook. Yeah, I'm a pretty good cook. I, I can, I can like, like cook up anything really. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. your favorite? Uh, my favorite things to like cook? Yeah. Uh, probably like just making some pizza like like on a Friday night. Yeah. Or like making a lasagna to like eat with everybody else. Um, mm. Or like things that I can cook and like reheat later on. Yeah. A few days ago we made the uh, mushroom uh, uh, bourguignon. So it's this. Oh, the yeah. No, 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 no! It's this French, this French dish that has carrots, onions, mushrooms. Mm, the gravy. Yep, kind yeah, of. with the gravy kind of thing, yeah. and then you put it like on top of mashed potatoes. Yeah. So and then you have a lot left over, and, mm-hmm. which is really good. And then you cook it with red wine. Pretty good. So you already knew knew how to cook and things like that when you became vegan. Yep, yep. I already I already knew how to cook. I mean, I had worked in the restaurant industry mm. for like. six or so years as a cook so i had a lot of experience cooking already and then pretty much everything just sort of translated to veggies because i mean like you don't really uh, like all this you use the same skills to cook the only thing you need sometimes more is creativity because Mm. you just need that creativity to to substitute plant-based plant-based ingredients into into dishes that traditionally ask for animal products right right so like it wasn't that hard to transition for you in the while you're in the kitchen at least in the kitchen no it was uh, Mm -hmm. pretty easy i mean because lots of people have a hard time with that i think like like making vegan making recipes vegan because maybe that creativity thing that you mentioned yeah that they're so bound to the recipe that they knew and how to so and sometimes people think like if you change it it's not the recipe anymore right so if like you substitute something for tofu or something for mushrooms it's like not the recipe anymore but 
the flavor a lot of times is still there. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's true. And like that, all of that comes from like a sort of egotistical and almost machista kind of uh, kind mm. of place. Because a mm. lot of times you're like, oh, if this doesn't have meat, it's not a real dish, right? right? right like right, if, right. if it, it, it's, yeah. it's not like the, the thing, yeah. like it, it has this like machista sort of quality that, that you're like, like, oh, I need eat meat or it was like, I'm, I'm just not eating anything. Like right. I remember... I remember in high school, in my, my ninth grade, uh, my English teacher, this guy was, um, he seemed kind of very old-fashioned. Yeah. But, like, he used to make jokes that that that, that, that he was, like, oh, uh, uh, at a family gathering, uh, we had a salad. And mm. then, and, and then, and, and, and I asked him, well, salad is not food. Salad is what food eats. <laughs> and he would say this, like, yeah. as he's like, oh my God, I'm so funny. Oh my God, look at yeah. me. Like, I am so, like, so cool and so, like, so, like, manly, right? Because, yeah. like, I, I only eat steak. Right. Yeah, you're touching on a topic of, like, yeah, I guess that, that'll be my next question about the difference in gender when becoming vegan because like you said there is that tie with steak and like this like manly meats right so like if you're not following that you're made fun of like if you're eating a salad like that's like girl food right things like that okay well now did you like the sriracha with the, the, with the it was pretty good it was pretty yeah. good yeah. i don't know about it okay it's my turn all right what's your question for me Marisiel. your vegan friend so, uh, what made you initially go vegan? What? That's a long story. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, let me get... I don't really want to eat in front of a camera. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Pretty good, right? I know this is spicier than I remember. Yeah. Yeah? That's good. But it is spicier than I remember. Yeah. For some reason, I had it. I had it. And you're going back for seconds. I know, but because it was good. Yeah. Um. I went vegan. 2016. Whoa. I think it was right. No. Yeah, 2016, like August 2016, because Trump was not president. So I remember that. And I had been vegetarian or pescatarian. I don't know what. I, I had been trying it out. But then I was still having dairy products and, um, what else? Like ice cream dairy products. That's it, right? Or an no. eggs, right? It's eggs or dairy? I'm not sure. But, so I was like vegetarian. But, um, I saw this video because, like, this is a time where veganism was starting to trend online. Yeah. And so many people, at least on my feed, were becoming vegan. And they're being vegan influencers now. So that's what caught my attention on vegan. Because I had already been trying, and like, things out. Um, and I saw a video of these girls who ate vegan and who ate primarily, like, whole foods and a primarily carbs. Mm. So like potatoes and like those hearty carbs and also fruits. And it just seemed like very expansive. Like it was very like, you could eat all of this. It was very much mm. like a, 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 not a restrictive right. way. And at the time, 
like I feel like I was restricting so then this like helped veganism for me seem like oh there's so much more I could eat because carbs weren't evil anymore I really went into it for the health benefits and then I stayed for the animals and it's, it's a long story that can't get into it but like <laughs> that's what initially brought me like just like seeing online veganism be tr- like trending and now it's reduced which is interesting like a lot of vegan influencers that were at the time are now not vegan because I think it was just a trend and so they were just doing the trend and getting a lot of followers but then just stopped when it wasn't trending but yeah. um I'm thankful that at least it got me into the door because then I saw how then I learned about animal cruelty and I hadn't exactly known all that before right. cool Oh my god, that was a tough question. Alright, like next question. So the next sauce is uh, Cholula. Oh. This one. We like this one. I like this one a lot. Yep. Yep, it's still pretty mild too. Okay, so what, um, how, how did machismo affect your vegan journey? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the machismo way uh, was inevitably uh, sort of ingrained in my head because uh, through socialization of the world that I've been living in as as a man. Right. So there was still a subconscious kind of thing of, um, well, uh, am I giving up things that I enjoy that i like there was like a little thing in the back of my head uh, that was like oh well maybe you shouldn't give them up because you like it and then you should you should only care about your needs and so it's kind of like an egotistical mm-hmm. kind of thing because like uh, machismo is like an egotistical thing it's like a me like like yeah. it's me like i instead of like thinking about other beings or other persons or the other gender gen- gender yeah but then there was always like this overwhelming sense of logic to the ethical to the ethical mm-hmm. questions of everything that sort of kept coming like kept bringing me back to to the oh no this is the right thing to do because logically it makes sense i know there's this little voice in the back of my head but like that i sort of learned to recognize it as like the voice of the socialization that i've been mm. brought up to because I mean, I had been brought up uh, in 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 a family that like, oh, you uh, uh, you go to a Sunday gathering and then it, and then you eat steak, right? right. And then um, like whenever whenever I, whenever I went to my parents' house, my dad's like, oh, we're gonna buy the biggest steak for us. Yeah. Like this is your steak and this is my steak, right? And then he we would only get like steaks for the guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like my mom or like my sister would get like like smaller steaks, but like right. they wouldn't get like the big T bones, and like we yeah. would get like the big T bones. They were like, yeah. "Oh, this is like our steak, oh, yeah. right?" Yeah. And then so whenever I had to go to my parents, I remember my mom telling me, "Like, oh, I can't believe like like it used to be a." The kid who ate like three steaks mm. and I and I look at you like you don't even want to eat anything, right? right? Um, so 
it was even kind of ingrained in my family that it's like that's what yeah. you should do as yeah. a as a guy. Yeah. But then, to me, it was always that overwhelming sense of logic, logic in the ethical arguments that mm. sort of always centers me in in being like, well, no, it's it's kind of right. Like thinking about it from a logical perspective, like there's there's no ethical argument for eating animals like that anymore. Yeah, and that's interesting because you were saying how they viewed you as someone who, like, as a kid you ate all this meat, but then you remember kind of being, like, shepherd, like, I don't know how to say, like, not forced, but, you know, like, encouraged to eat more meat, right? So it's kind of like a circle. People view you as, like, wait, you loved meat. You always ate some, like, the biggest steak or something. It's like, yeah, because they told me I was going to eat the biggest steak, right? It's like you are, yeah. That's what I thought I should do. Right, yeah, yeah. And also the mouth pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when when you have no objection, no no one's really, like, like, the norm is to to ignore the ethical arguments Mm -hmm. that are in the back of your head because everybody else ignores them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, then the norm is just being like, oh, I can just ignore that and just enjoy the mm-hmm. mouth pleasure because mm-hmm. the other thing doesn't matter because it mm-hmm. doesn't matter to anyone else right. around me. Yeah. And so it's a yeah. lot easier for you to ignore that. I think pleasure, I think, is an interesting topic because if you ignore, if your brain ignores one part of, like, obviously like the animal pain right if you don't if you're like ignorant to it or and, you, and if you also ignore it then the only thing left is oh this tastes good but once you know the other side like if you knew at the same time just be like it wouldn't pleasure changes i think right so if you know this things then your pleasure changes for example like for me like clothes once i know knew certain brands were, um, you know, using slave labor, child labor for their clothes, I didn't derive any pleasure from wearing those clothes anymore, like from that brand, like H&M, for example. Like once I, like I used to love getting like the $5 deals there, for example. But then when I like learned about, oh, who's making these clothes and how are they treated, then I didn't have pleasure from going into that store anymore. Right. And I think the same thing can translate to um, veganism. Once you know what happens, you're not going, your brain isn't going to connect pleasure anymore to it slowly. It's not going to be like that because we've been trained to just ignore the pain. But I think lots of people are like, well, it tastes good and it's always going to taste good. So I can't possibly become yeah. vegan. And also compound that with the fact that that culture tells you that eating meat is the cool thing to right, do. Right, yeah. And so, like, I see some of my nephews, right? Like, like they realize that, oh, animal lives are important, right? Like, even my cousin, yeah. I, I remember um, he trying to argue some, some, some of the ethical arguments yeah. with him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I totally see that. But he's like... But burgers are so good, right? Yeah. And then, like, his dad cooks burgers. And, yeah. like, it's the cool thing to do. It's yeah. the cool thing to do yeah. when you're 
you are in the like in a gathering and then you yeah. come to associate if everyone else is doing it yeah. that must be the and, cool thing and you yeah. come to associate the burger with the actual like gathering of everyone yeah. with the fun you're having so so then your brain kind of doesn't your brain sees like that argument on the suffering but then sort of overrides it with like oh but i want to have fun right, right. and like i don't want to like even survival it. because i think being cool means you're in the crowd means you're not isolated and i think right. in the world today that we're at there's so much isolation that happens and you don't want to be alone like you don't want to just be in your own circle you want to be part of a group you want to be part of others because i mean just i mean i don't i don't know all the statistics around here but like i think talking about like depression rates or suicidal rates things like that is when you're feeling so like you're not you're ousted right you're like you're not part of something and so i think it's not just simple as like just say no to the peer pressure because there's right. so much things compounded on that you want to be part of a gathering And being vegan usually prevents you from doing that in a family gathering. And then that's where you have to look for community somewhere else, or else you really get that isolation. Yeah. All right, so... This one is Cholula. Cholula. Sure, if you want to. So, I guess I'm going to give you a softball question. Yeah, because that first one was hard. Like, <laughs> What's your favorite vegan snack? Oh. My favorite vegan snack. Why don't we eat it? I used to love white cheddar popcorn. Mm. That was one time I ate like a huge bag when I was I don't know, probably like 14 or something in Florida. And just like this huge bag. Because that it was the first time I had tried white cheddar popcorn and I was obsessed and just ate the whole thing. Mm. So, and when I became vegan, I was like, there really wasn't much options for that. Right. Um, but then hippies came out, and their cheddar snack. I have one. Sure. This one's their vegan nacho vibes. I really like it. They're not popcorn, but they have a white cheddar one that's pretty darn close. Mm. And actually, I like the vegan nacho one even better. All right. So. Another one. All right, you're gonna eat the um, <gasps> chimichurri. Okay, so it was easy for you to trans, like, to cook vegan because yeah. you had already known how to cook and you just found it pretty easy and it seems like fun because you yeah. used your creativity. But what what was the hard part? So the hard the hardest part is that the feeling of being left out mm. uh, when you're Yeah. With people that are not yeah. vegan, right? So, for example, at birthdays, uh, when like they're cutting a cake and everybody has a piece of cake, yeah. But you're like, no, no, I, I, yeah. I, I can't. you have to say no so many times. Yeah, you have to say no, and then like everybody's getting this, and everybody seems like, like it, it just like you feel left out, and like, yeah, I guess childhood traumas and everything sort of exacerbate that feeling for me. And so it's 
it's sort of difficult when when like my mm-hmm. friends like go to yeah. like a Korean barbecue and then like I well like I like I I, I can't eat anything yeah. there and nor do I want to see just like yeah. me being like cooked in front of you anymore. So and it's like oh well like I it, just that feeling of like up to this point I've always sort of been trying to like find my place mm. in in like in the in this country as an immigrant like as someone that thought just like doesn't have a place anymore yeah. or anywhere I'm just oh keep trying to find that and then like that sort of realization oh you're 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 um, isolating yourself. Further, further yeah. from everybody, and yeah. then it's like intentionally, when like sort of I wanted to just sort of like find some sort of belonging, mm. and instead of I'm um, taking myself out like intentionally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the hardest part for. I don't know. I'm gonna say like almost everybody who becomes vegan because it is. You have to say no. Just say no so many times. Yeah. You know, you have to say no so many times. And then you have to advocate for yourself. um, Or you have to, like, come prepared. And it's just, like, extra steps to do. You can't just go to the birthday because there might not be something for you to eat. Right? You have to eat beforehand. Things like that. All right. So, um, I guess, like, same question to you. What was the hardest thing of becoming a vegan? I have to really think back because it's been a a bit, almost seven years now. And it just gets easier with time. So, but um, I think saying no so many times was difficult. Especially as I was starting. When I was trying to be vegetarian i would always like stop (laughs) when it was big holidays Mm. so fourth of july uh christmas thanksgiving yeah i think those were the three in that year that i was trying to be vegan i mean trying to be vegetarian that i um i would just be like okay i'm not gonna be vegetarian today then when i finally was like okay you know what i want to be vegan i'm really gonna like like there was i don't know it was a turning point for me um and what was hard was that there was no one to do it with first of all like you have to say no a lot and i feel like it was so long ago and now it's so easy but it was hard to feel left out and like not know the uncharted waters like I didn't really know anybody who was being vegan um so but I feel like that wasn't the hardest part for me like I'm having trouble feeling oh you know what was hard for me I don't know if this was the hardest but I'll try to answer the question it was something hard was realizing like once I saw and understood the amount of pain going on with animals it was hard to not be so angry Mm. yeah I think that's actually been one of the hardest things because sure it was hard for me to say no but I've always been a bit of an oddball in my family so it wasn't like 
they were like they kind of were like sure this is Maris, what Marisela's doing now you right. know his her new thing for a while but um so that was not as difficult as being so angry and actually wanting to isolate myself further and then forgiving myself for not realizing earlier because I think I was just like how how did this you know I, I I like how did I not see this before and all the pain that I've caused up till now I was like around 20 I think when I became vegan I was like all of that time like there were signs in between that like that you weren't doing this right and you continued to be to eat animals and then I kind of had to like I remember saying like I don't know giving like a symbolic like forgiveness for like my the violence that I caused without intending to but causing it anyway all the pain that I've been complicit in damn these questions (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's your next question? Mm. Hot sauce, serrano lime. Mm. Mm. Hmm. What would be an advice, like an advice you would give to someone who's, because this is your vegan friend, so an advice you would give to someone who's, you know, veganism is has been trending for a while. I think it's more in the mainstream now than it has ever been. There's in regular regular like stores and shopping centers there's vegan options and restaurants there's vegan options so someone who's trying is curious about becoming vegan what would be some advice you would give um first of all think about the ethical the ethical arguments of veganism first cuz it is a an it isn't an ethical philosophy in, in my in my eyes yeah. before it is a diet right or like yeah. a lifestyle like it is an it is a position that you take on like on some things that you're like no this is fucked up like this is the, the, this doesn't go right yeah. like we shouldn't be doing this anymore because like it's outdated and then like it, it's illogical for for us to just keep doing this as a society and so, like, if if you don't really like think about that, it's going to be a lot a lot harder to like keep being mm-hmm. vegan, yeah. and then it's gonna yeah. be easier for you to just go back into like, oh, yeah. like like I'm gonna cheat, like I'm just gonna eat a cheese pizza like now and then, yeah. or I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna eat like meat on the holidays, right? Right. Like, then it, it's a lot easier to justify that kind of thing. But if you have if you really have those eth- those the hard ethical arguments and you understand those, you understand the logics of it, then it's harder for your brain to really justify that. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because I think I feel like lots of people wouldn't give that advice to new vegans. Mm. They would be like, "Oh, you're curious. Do you like a meatless Monday, or like do and nothing's like that's fine. That's like do that if that's what you, that's all you can. Right, but like." But it's not a diet, right? right? Like that, that I feel like that's kind of advice to, you give to someone that's going on a diet, right? Yeah. But it's it's not a diet. It's yeah. It's it's a certain philosophical argument. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I had someone the other day um, justify eating honey to me because mm-hmm. he says that oh the the 
the goal of a species is to proliferate and to to have more the more species and reproduce right and then if you eat honey like you breed you breed these bees and you breed more into existence like that was their argument right mm-hmm. so how do we justify not eating honey mm-hmm. like not well his just his saying was on breeding honeybees right but Why do you have to eat your, the honey to be a honey beekeeper? Would be my thing. We need to help the bees continue. Right. But we don't need to eat their honey. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... I'm not... I haven't researched too much on the ethics of beekeeping. But I know that... The honey is for the bees and they use it as food and if they don't have their honey we have to give them something else Mm. and usually i mean they're supposed to eat their honey so if we're giving them something else and the worst case scenarios i think we're giving them high fructose corn syrup so that's not what they should be getting i don't know if there's any more like natural things they're giving them now but worst case they're giving them high fructose corn syrup um, so I think you can be a beekeeper. You can, I think, I'm not sure exactly what beekeeping is, but I think that you can help the bees proliferate their species because we need that. And you do not need the honey industry. Now, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a system in place as of now where it's profitable to be a beekeeper without having the honey, right? No. It's like those things are intertwined. So that's why you can't, in the system we're in now, that's all about profits. We can't just remove that. But it should be funded. We should, as a collective, be funding to help the bees survive and give them their habitats without eating their honey. Yeah, just don't eat the honey. Yeah. Save yeah. the bees. Don't eat the honey. Cool. All right, next sauce. Curry on... It's a curry hot sauce, which is really savory and good in, like, lentils <laughs> and curries. Like, really good in it. Alright. Also from the pepper palace. Yeah. Oh, thanks. My turn to ask you a question. Yeah. Hmm. How do you view meat or like the animal how do you view meat now as as you you've been with three years as you're as you continue in your journey and your body changes your mind changes throughout that how do you view meat now and I think lots of friends or people who are meat eaters ask like do you miss it like isn't it something you miss like you know they feel like they're gonna miss it you know what i mean they feel that loss so how how did you how did you deal with that so i kind of i kind of been detached what i i've had to look at meat differently like for example in gatherings um 
I've had to really analyze, okay, what did I like about me? Like, what actually brought me joy about it? Mm -hmm. And I mean, when I realized that it wasn't actually the meat itself that brought me joy, but it was like the gathering, the moment, yeah. enjoying time with family, like, like uh, feeling full, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't actually like... I could substitute the meat for something else, like mm -hmm. a beyond a beyond sausage, right? And I would get the exact same enjoyment that that, that we had. Maybe like not the same taste, but like, but the atmosphere uh, uh, would be the same. Like mm -hmm. the same elements that I was looking for in a family gathering yeah. would sort of be there. And sure, there would still be meat there, and like, I, yeah. Sometimes like I wish it wasn't there, but like, I. I kind of view it just now as like an object of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like you, we really only use it like for pleasure because you can substitute like the, mm -hmm. the nutrition part for other things. So it's kind of like a luxury that, that people have. And it's mm -hmm. this thing that, um, like society, it, it's addicted to it. Mm -hmm. And like, like in my own journey, I have had to deal with that, that I had to realize, Oh, I was addicted to meat. I was mm -hmm. addicted to the taste of it, to the feeling of it, yeah. to how eating fat, like the the fatty, the, mm -hmm. the, the that fatty tissue, made my body feel satisfied immediately. Mm -hmm. Like it's addicting, mm -hmm. and you might have to like recognize that yeah. and be like, oh, like there is that little like addiction tick, that 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 craving for dopamine that you get when you when you eat that meat, and sort of like. Mm -hmm try to disassociate yourself from that and really understand it for just what it is it's just like tissue of a dead animal that's been burned for your for simply for your enjoyment mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a lot to think about i feel like i don't know the science behind it all but it'll be interesting to to research but i always felt that there's I guess the what is pleasure kind of thing like you've said pleasure a, a couple of times and I have trouble seeing what it is is it like the sound or how connected it is with society like biologically and what we are told is pleasurable we we told we should like and how then like oh then your brain likes it it's kind of yeah. like a cycle is how I understand it so I feel like once I, I just want to believe that once you know and really it gets ingrained into your into your mind that this animal died, then it's harder to and once you see the animal as a almost like a person, like you see them as not an object, which is hard even when we think we like like love animals we still see them as objects so once you slow i think and i think it's a process like it's not just from one day to the other you see them they're objects and they're not and sometimes it feels like that because yeah. i remember when i became vegan it felt like okay i see them as like they're not objects they're not just food anymore but my body had to catch up to that still all right so <laughs> here's your wing okay it's gonna be hotter. Yeah, yeah, it's it's getting hot now. It's really tasty though. 
All right. So my question to you is, what do you think about um, animal products portrayal in media? So, for example, if you look at a baking show, right? They mm. they uh, using like mm. milk or or say like like I used to watch like Hell's Kitchen, right? Like I love like Gordon Ramsay like yelling at people like I. I thought it's, yeah. it's so much fun, but like they cook like steak and all of that, mm-hmm. right? And then there's this icky feeling of like, oh, I'm watching this, I'm watching steak, I'm watching dead animals, right? I I like seeing Gordon Ramsay yell at people and like people mm-hmm. like messing around in, in and screwing up in a mm-hmm. kitchen because like I I remember being in that in that environment. So, mm. but then it, there's that icky feeling of like they're cooking animals, right? Like. Yeah. I love to watch baking shows, and it's always has so much dairy and has eggs and stuff like yeah. that. I tend to, I think, zone it out. Like, it's harder when it's food, like like a chef's kitchen, right. because it's like they're cutting the meat right there. Yeah, and you can see the meat right. slabs like, so, and the beef wellington. Yeah, so honestly, and... I have not really watched those shows for that reason. Yeah. I didn't watch them before I was vegan that much, because I've never been a good cook and never really been interested yeah. in the kitchen. But um, but now especially, I tend to not. Um, but I have gone good, like, because sometimes you just have to, as a vegan, put distance between what you see and your feelings because it's just everywhere all the time that it's hard to just be sad and angry all the time so you try to like disassociate those things and for me on it it's just harder in family gatherings like when i'm in a family gathering and all that is happening that's when it's harder to go than it is for me to watch a show all right we're moving on to the really hot things this is extremely hot so scorpion like pepper like hot sauce. Or something. Yeah, probably right. Oh yeah, okay. I think I think I, I saw a question online. So all right, That's all right. I'm of... gonna put a little bit more. Okay, okay. It's spicy. All right, all right. That's gonna be super spicy. The Oof. spicy question is: Would you date a non-vegan, or would you date like a V? Like, what is? How has it changed your dating like or like? I know you, <laughs> disclosure, we're a couple, but, like, in your head, how do you see veganism with your your person or, like, relationships like that? Spicy. Yeah, that's spicy. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. All right. That's, ooh. Oh, I think uh, that that kind of put my tongue on fire a little bit. <laughs> I know, like we're we've been together ever since you became vegan. Yeah, because <laughs> like I was one of the first vegans you met, right? But like, I guess we can talk about that a little bit later. But like, how about like? Oh, I need water. No, no, I'm good. Yeah. But how about like now? You know, like how how would you? I don't know. Go on the dating. Scene? Yeah. So. So I guess I keep going back to the ethical arguments of it, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) wait, which one was this one? Yeah, scorpion pepper. Yeah. So, do you want it? No, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Spicy. Well, I guess I, I, 
when I date somebody, like I, I, I really try to look at like their core values, like what they think, sort of how they yeah. view the world around them, right? Yeah. And so. Uh, this ethical arguments for yeah. veganism that I see in my head that are so logical, so like self-explanatory, it's no longer attractive to me that mm. that that somebody like can can think of about eating a burger, can know the pain that that mm. cow's going through, and be like, "Well, I just like it," mm-hmm. and then I'm just gonna completely ignore all of that, mm-hmm. right? Because I completely ignore all the implications that come with the way that that burger got into your plate right and so it's just thinking that someone ignores that it's just no longer really attractive to me right yeah and i think we could do a whole episode on that because (laughs) oh my god it's spicy yeah it's spicy because like lots of people don't know like they they really are ignorant to to it i mean now it's even harder i think because there's so much more out there about veganism but you still find i think the majority just being confused thinking it's a diet thinking it's like a fad a trend all right yeah uh same question to you like how would how would dating someone that's not vegan affect you in the relationship Mm. Hmm. I just feel a little bit. It's kind of hot. Yeah, it's kind of hot. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's going all over my tongue. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it sneaks up on you. Oof. It's not bad though. The water made it worse. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 it's everywhere. I have some. I think. Previously, when I became vegan and I was really passionate about it, I did ideally want someone who was already vegan because it just matched your values because it is just not just a diet. It's like what you believe in. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. It just gets more. Oh, my God. So, I, but I have not been much involved now there's like a vegan app i've heard mm. but um i think i once i started dating more like i was like oh actually people like want to date me right now like this is new to me so i was never with anybody that was pushing me on me i was pushing any of like um their other like values on me so even if i was with someone i was the only i've never been with a someone who was vegan from the beginning, right? So even if they were eating meat, they were never, like, making me eat meat. So no. that was, in the moment, enough for me. But once I started, like, with you, once I started, like, being like, oh, we're actually, like, building something. And we actually, like, want to, like, we both want to build this, like, further. I have to be clear, hey, like, I, like, I, I like you, but if... Like, I'm vegan, and, I, and I'm looking for someone who wants to be vegan. Doesn't have to be, but, like, wants to be vegan in, in, in this life. And, and like, 
if that's not something that you think you want to do or like that's not something you're interested in like let me know now because I don't want to like start something and be like yeah I'm down to like like you know think about our future because that would be disrespectful to you just like someone who like if you know that you know you want kids or something that's something you like want you know you have to at one point tell the other person hey do you also want this in the future because if not then like we should you know yeah take that into consideration so that's what i did i was just like hey like if if they weren't um if they were just someone that you know i liked and we were vibing with then i didn't put too much pressure on my values um as long as you know they were they they were in the peripheral of my yeah. they weren't out, out, outwardly homophobic outwardly race things like that i was okay with but then if i saw that they were i wanted to keep building a life with them then i'd be like this is important to me and let's have a conversation about it oh my god that right. made my nose like this is the hottest one we have <laughs> yeah. here the oh absolute god. hottest one all right oh my god like a good dab ready ah my nose okay wait three do you so, have a question yeah oh my god i, I, I feel like I your question is spicy or something okay three. it's not that spicy okay, but... it's not spicy three two one mm. actually this one always sneaks up on you yeah this one always sneaks up on you it always sneaks up on you it's true and it's like Hmm. And like gains momentum. You see, right? It gains yeah. momentum. Like... <laughs> That's a trip, though. My question to you: Do you think there is a vegan Trojan horse? So essentially, something that you can do, like with someone that's not vegan, that sort of makes them think like they're doing something else, but actually, like, <laughs> like makes them sort of. Think like in like that vegan headspace mm. and like makes them like sort of sort of empathize more with animals and things like that. Mm. Like a Trojan horse of like veganism. Is there anything kind of like that? I think making bomb vegan food mm. and having um that as. Like, I've had birthday parties where, like, you'll make something, right? It's right. really good. And that'll be the only thing to eat. So everybody's, like, this is what we give everybody. And a lot of times they really like it, right? All the times they've really liked it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's, like, when you... <laughs> Ooh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's when... Breathe. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> that one goes, like, whoops. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm ready to water? Maybe. It's like we're giving it a food that everyone can eat, you know, taking into account allergies and all that. And like you made your lasagna one time and everyone got you tasted. Everyone did a good job. But I'm really bad with Trojan Trojan forces, I think. Like with my family, I'll just be like, Okay, we're all go we're gonna go out to eat, like like when I visit them. I'm like you wanna go like let's go out to eat, let's go to this vegan restaurant. A Trojan horse, yeah, just having a good food, um, and I think that's one of the best ones. Although I don't think it converts anybody. Like, I really mm. don't think it converts anybody. I'm not sure which is something you can do to, like, 
gently show like do you connect because sometimes it's just like hard like right bam like but to my little brother this was when i was a baby vegan so i didn't do things correctly all the time but there was this parmesan cheese that we always had and there's another parmesan cheese that's vegan that looks exactly the same mm. so i took out the <laughs> the um label and put the yeah. other one to see if he i think that might be unethical but I'm sure he didn't notice. <laughs> he didn't know. He, like, he, didn't he notice. cannot tell the difference, honestly. He didn't notice, but he was kind of mad when I was like, "What?" But um, that's not. I want to advocate for that. But that's a funny one that I did as a as a baby vegan. Mm. Just just as a trick. What's <laughs> that? Yeah, that was hot. Yeah. Oh my god! No, I got. I think I have a question. Okay, that's a that's a mm. pretty good good amount. That is a good amount. That's. That's a good amount right there. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hmm. Oh my god, I don't have any more spicy ones. If someone were to give you a million dollars, would you eat a steak for one day in one meal? Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Well, that's a well, <laughs> that's a controversial one. Oh, oh my god, like that was a lot. Ah, okay. Mm, my, oh, my tongue is like numb right now. I'm so glad that I don't have any more. Well, for one day, yeah, yeah, just for one day, like just one steak, one steak. For a million dollars? <laughs> One million dollars. I feel like that's a no-brainer for you. Well, yeah, I mean, like, that changes, like, a lot of the the, the ethical arguments for it. Because, like, with a million dollars, you can do a yeah. lot of good things, right? And it's, like, if you look at it through a lot of uh, ethical frameworks, like the ontology, like, utilitarianism, yeah. um, like, even virtue ethics. Like, yeah, for just, the viewers, just, there, there's no right or wrong answer here. Right, so just for one day, like, doesn't change the fact that you are sort of building up these virtues. Like, you cannot really universalize the whole, that, the, the, that, that scenario, like, in the ontology, because, yeah. like, no one's going to give everybody a million dollars, right? That was a change. Actualitarianism, that's, that's a no-brainer. I mean, like you would, you would do it because I, mm-hmm. I could help my family. I could pay yeah. off their house. There's so many things yeah. that you can do without a million dollars, just for one steak. Yeah. And I mean, like eating that one steak, like doesn't break like the fact that you still think like the whole industry is fu- right. it's it's completely messed up. I mean, yeah, I'd say I would do it. No one's, no one's paying anyone a million dollars to eat steak, right? Yeah. People are willingly yeah. giving their own money to do these things, yeah. which is it, it, it's a completely different scenario. It's not yeah. the imperative that we're living in. Yeah, yeah. I want to answer this one too because <laughs> I like my question. <laughs> I think like 
because I, I made it specifically one day, right? Yeah. So it's like, I didn't say your whole life, yeah. right? Which I think makes the $1 million seem less because now it's like your whole life, unless you're like 90, but right. it's like now you have to eat meat your rest of your life. It's a lot of, and as a vegan, it's a lot of pain you're giving yourself for that $1 million, right? But if it's one day, right, I think that if you, it changes, right, like who you, your situation, personally situation, because if you have money and you don't need the $1 million for anything, then why would you do it? Right. Right? Like that would be, even if you can give that $1 million to charity, you already have money to give $1 million to charity. So you don't need that money to do any good. Right. But if, like most of us, you have things to pay, you don't, you don't have, you don't own your home, right? You're living because you, like, for money, like, you, you need to work for money, like, all of this, like, most of us situation that we're in, then it's something almost like a sacrifice that you have to do in my, like, head is how I would see it as, like, it's wrong to do, to eat the steak, but you're... And, and yeah, but you're kind of being put in a situation where like to get to be able to buy your house to be able to like um, help your family get out of this like debt, then you'll it's like a sacrifice. Right. But I feel like the question changes. And I feel like we could do a whole segment on this. It's yeah. Like, what if like it's like kill the animal for one million dollars? Yeah. And I mean, it's that's different. I feel like for me, I feel like there's there wouldn't be an ethical scenario because for me it's like kill the person right and you just you wouldn't do that but if it's me that's already in the system that we're living in it's already dead then in that moment you can't save this animal anymore yeah and i mean we're still talking about a hypothetical scenario that has been sort of crafted to skew your answer into answering a certain way right because the, the the essential thing that changes the whole argument is necessity, right? Yeah. So it, I feel it's the same the same kind of scenario as if somebody telling you, oh, if you were in a deserted right, island right. with nothing to eat, just an animal and like a yeah. steak, would you eat the steak? Yeah. I mean, like, of course, I need to live, right? Yeah. Like, I have a necessity mm-hmm. because, like, there isn't anything else to eat. Yeah. Like, it's like why, why the ethical arguments for, for like... Like, uh, uh, when when we got, we got people say like, oh, but like natives, like in Antarctica, it it, it animals, right? Like like they they're not bad, right? But you're not you're, you're not, not a native right. in Antarctica. <laughs> you are a person in the United States with a giant, right? Like two blocks away from you, yeah. right? So the imperative like we're, that that is not the imperative that we are living in right now. That right. is completely hypothetical scenarios yeah. that don't resemble the current reality that we are living in. Yeah. And so with a million dollars, the necessity changes. I have a necessity for a million dollars. Everybody has a necessity yeah. for a million dollars. Well, not everybody, right? That's well, yeah, not think, everybody, but, yeah. but like us, like yeah. struggling student. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, I purposely skewed the question. Exactly. To make, like, to, to yeah, and like, like sometimes when, 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 when people ask you, 
those kind of scenarios, yeah. it's always kind of in bad faith, right? right it's like right. it's like trying You're to trying get to that gotcha, it. like God, yeah. yeah, gotcha, like you would eat an animal, ha ha ha. But it's like no, that doesn't change anything. Yeah. And again, veganism, it's it, it when you really look at the definition, it's not, and it's not a hard abstinence of like everything. It's like a a an effort to reduce yeah. the amount of of suffering that you do in into your external world right mm-hmm. as where where as much as possible you should be reducing the suffering you do to anybody like animals yeah. everybody knows there's no ethical consumption there is some animal suffering as well as human suffering all along the distribution chain of all the products that we consume yeah. right and we are aware of that we understand that we know we cannot eliminate animal suffering from any of our lives but we can reduce it as much mm-hmm. as possible in in all aspects of our lives mm-hmm. yeah which is why i want to have this like podcast be- because so many voices because there's 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 racism in the vegan movement which is why brown and black voices have not been advocated like have not been in the media have not been in the vegan mainstream it's always just white and usually white males right so then this social justice um arm of veganism which is so central to the philosophy gets lost in the mainstream but it's actually part of it part of the 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 movement um and yeah (laughs) cool that's that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Alright. This has been your vegan friend with my cielo. And Ricardo. Your other vegan friend. <laughs> <What> the- <laughs>